Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. The Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series is dedicated to providing internet marketing education to physicians for better business development and overall patient communication. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. I am Michael Dubkowski, the founder and CEO of Glacial Multimedia, and actually today's host. Typically, you hear us talk a lot about digital marketing, um, but today's podcast is actually very unique. Today's topic is a fascinating topic that actually um, really hits close to the heart for Glacial because we do so much work in the field of ophthalmology. Uh, more specifically, what the topic of the podcast is about today is a new procedure. Well, it's not new because it's been out in Europe for a long time, but is the, is the procedure SMILE um, by Zeiss. So I'm joined here today by two highly esteemed colleagues, Dr. Rex Hamilton of Santa Monica Eye Group, former Refractive Center Director of UCLA, um, and Paul Russo, the Senior Director of Refractive for North America at Zeiss. Rex and Paul, welcome. Rex. Michael, great to be here. Well, nice to be with you, Paul. Thank you, Michael. Great to be with you too, Rex. Rex, let's start with you. Um, give us a little bit of background about um, your work in ophthalmology and your passions. Yeah, so you know, out of uh, medical school, I decided on ophthalmology because I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd man. I got physics and math and engineering background, and uh, it was a great mix of those, you know, uh, areas of expertise and, and taking care of patients. And um, kind of migrated towards cataract and refractive surgery during residency because I love the outcomes and. Uh, you know, the patients are just incredibly happy. And so that, that was my, my passion. And because I love technology, um, refractive surgery is ideal because we have uh, cutting-edge technology coming out, you know, not infrequently. And I uh, have been delighted at the, you know, improvements we've made with LASIK and now with, uh, with the newer laser, uh, this new procedure called SMILE. Thanks, Rex. Paul, tell us a little bit about your background and your passion in ophthalmology. Absolutely. Originally started off my career in cryptology uh, in the U.S. Navy and ended up being colorblind. <laughs> so uh, as uh, many people uh, find out in the military when you're colorblind, there's a limited number of occupations that you can pursue. Uh, and I ended up going into the medical side, uh, being a Navy corpsman uh, for a while, and then ended up working with a guy named Steve Shawhorn. Uh, that you may know, who's now the current uh, chief medical officer for Zeiss, when we first started doing refractive surgery down at Balboa Naval Hospital uh, in the mid-90s. Uh, so that's really kind of where my career started, and I've been in, involved in refractive surgery for uh, over 20 years now. Well, thanks, Paul. With the recent focus in diversifying refractive surgery practices, and including more than just LASIK eye surgery in the equation, SMILE becomes an alternative that could prove to be a viable option for many people out there. Um, Paul, could you tell us a little bit about um, the new minimally invasive procedure, um, SMILE, that uh, your company created? Yeah, so SMILE has been around for a while, as you mentioned. Um, you know, it, it's just now starting to take off within our U.S. surgeon base, uh, and a lot of that is due to the fact that the indications have been somewhat limited as far as what surgeons could treat with the current SMILE indication. So SMILE is a minimally invasive procedure where there is no need to create 
uh, uh, corneal flap like there is with LASIK surgery or to, to remove the epithelium like you would with PRK. So it's minimally invasive. It's all done with a single laser platform, a femtosecond laser platform. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a very gentle procedure as well, which is something we can discuss later uh, that really speaks to the needs of the modern consumer. So if I'm correct, Smile originally started in 2012, 2013. Um, when did the uh, FDA approval happen in the U.S. market? So we received FDA approval for the treatment of myopia uh, over a year ago. And at the same time, uh, you know, there were studies being run to uh, uh, increase the amount of uh, treatment options that we had available. So uh, our great news is that just last week we received FDA approval for the treatment of astigmatism, which really expands the overall treatment range for SMILE. So now not only can we treat the myopic indication, but we can treat myopia and astigmatism, which really, uh, you know, enables surgeons to treat the vast majority of patients that are walking through their uh, refractive clinic. Well, that's excellent news, and congratulations on getting the astigmatism approval. Rex, could you talk a little bit about this um, astigmatism approval and the process that a surgeon goes through uh, with the SMILE um, procedure? Right. I think, you know, Paul mentioned it. One of, the, one of the really great aspects of SMILE is how gentle and how user-friendly it is uh, from both a patient and a, a surgeon's perspective. Uh, as you know, LASIK involves creating a flap. And there are many different ways to create the flap. We used to use a microkeratome, which is a high-precision blade system, and that's been largely replaced with the femtosecond laser that Paul described. But even within that category, there are many different lasers out there. And we acquired the, the VisionMax laser about five or six years ago uh, because we knew it was capable of smile and it would be the only laser capable of smile. But not only that, it's it's the most gentle in terms of creating flaps as well. So we got very accustomed to that. Um, I used to tell the patients when we were done with the flap creation, the toughest part's over because uh, with other laser platforms, there's a lot of pressure on the eye and it's somewhat uncomfortable. Uh, but when I did that with the VisionMax, the patients were like, oh, that was nothing. They, they can barely even feel that there's something going on. So the VisionMax laser is ideal for smile. Uh, it is the highest precision laser that we have out there. The smile procedure proceeds very quickly. And once you, as a surgeon, are facile with the technique, takes about five to six minutes to really complete the procedure, which the patients are completely blown away by. Um, patient selection has become much easier now with a recent approval of astigmatism up to three diopters, which is probably about 85 to 90% of patients. Um, so we're really excited about the prospect of, of moving forward with this larger larger range of treatment available. So you mentioned that there's uh, your patients have been blown away and that there's a wow factor here. Um, uh, what are patients, uh, what's the reaction typically uh, after surgery? Well, you know, LASIK is, is, it has sets a very, very high bar, and it, you know, that's what we're used to, and, and it's an outstanding procedure, and the vision is outstanding on day one. Um, Smile brings uh, sort of a, a new perspective to the table. Patients uh, oftentimes will have some dryness, uh, dry eye that persists for many months following LASIK or PRK procedure, the, the original laser procedure that's about 25 years old now. Um, Smile has an advantage in that area 
as it seems to induce uh, less amounts of dryness and shorter-lived dry eye, which is very, very important with the younger generations these days with screen time, you know, with, uh, you know, people searching glacial websites and looking at their phones. And, you know, we spend a lot of time on screens and we don't blink as often, so the eye dries out more. So smile is unique in that it does not disrupt the the nerves in the cornea that sense the dryness as much as other procedures. And so we find that um, the eyes are less dry and the patient states on day one that they feel like nothing was actually done to the eye at all. It feels entirely normal. And that's somewhat different than what we've experienced with the other procedures previously. Rex, it's very interesting that you mentioned this this phenomenon of the dry eye as it pertains to LASIK because we're actually from you know, glacial side in the work we do with practices to promote procedures, we're noticing that there's a population of patients that aren't moving forward. So we are now actually starting to develop messaging and language for things like Google AdWords and stuff like that to address this because they're, they're holding back. They're, they're not necessarily having the procedure. So um, it's very interesting that you say that. I, I, I did not know that about Smile. Um, Paul, can you tell us a little bit more about the um, treatment range um, of SMILE and um, where this fits in in the refractive surgery practice? Absolutely. So our current FDA approval that we just received for astigmatism really expands the current treatment range that we have to offer. Uh, so what we, um, the new indication for SMILE, uh, you know, with the astigmatism approval allows us to treat between 1 to 10 diopters of myopia, as well as up to minus 3 diopters of cylinder. Uh, and typically, you're going to have a manifest refractive spherical equivalent maximum there, too. And for this procedure, it's 10 diopters uh, with, uh, uh, with the SMILE with the astigmatism treatment. So we really anticipate the ability to treat the majority of the refractive patients with this new indication range. And what we're seeing, uh, you know, is this growth in the U.S. that's starting to become more consistent with the growth that we've seen outside of the U.S. So as we celebrate, uh, you know, our approval of astigmatism, we're also celebrating, you know, the approval uh, of um Actually, I should say the the accomplishment of 1.5 million smile procedures worldwide. So we're really seeing that this procedure is starting to grow and take off, and that now as we have this new indication range in the U.S., we expect to see similar growth here as we've seen uh, in other places like China and Korea. That's that's just excellent news. Uh, you know, personally, I'm very intrigued with the safety element of smile. Um, could both of you kind of maybe comment back on, on the safety uh, issue. Um, does it help preserve the cornea? Very interested in that particular aspect of the procedure. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll jump in on that one. You know, again, LASIK is one of the most successful procedures, that, that surgical procedures ever. And, and we continue to perform LASIK, and patients are aware of it, and they're familiar with it. Um, LASIK does require creating a flap on the front part of the cornea, the cornea being the window on the front of the eye, the, the, the strength of that cornea really lies in the front part of it. And so when we make an incision through there, we are to some small degree weakening the cornea. And so if we have a patient that has a very high correction, as, as Paul mentioned, say, in the minus 9, minus 10 range, uh, we have to remove a fair amount of tissue from the cornea 
and we end up weakening the cornea to some level. And we've learned over the two-plus decades with LASIK that there are limitations in terms of how much we can treat. With SMILE, we're now working through a, a small, much smaller incision that's about 60 degrees wide, and this does not disrupt the strength of the cornea anywhere near as much. And so this opens the door for us to treat higher corrections that might not have been uh, previously uh, attainable in patients with, let's say, thinner corneas and higher amounts of, of nearsightedness. So just from a safety standpoint, you know, we, we are able to broaden the range of patients that are, that are candidates here. Um, so I, I think that's uh, a, a wonderful new option to add to our procedures that we have uh, currently. Thanks, Rex. Um, Paul, did you want to say anything about the safety elements? I'll, I'll defer to Rex for the clinical safety side. One thing that I would uh, add as far as, um, in, in not necessarily from a safety perspective, but just uh, I, I think an educational perspective for everyone around the Visimax laser, uh, this is the first femtosecond laser that has undergone a full PMA study. Uh, so if we look at the other femtosecond lasers that are on the market, if they're used for LASIK flap creation or keratoplasty or even for things such as uh, femtosecond cataract procedures like fragmenting uh, in a lens or creating a capsulotomy or arcuate incisions, all of those lasers have undergone a 510K process to get cleared for use inside of the U.S. So from a safety perspective, to get an indication for treatment, uh, such as with SMILE on the Visimax laser for both myopia and the astigmatism indications, it has to go through that PMA processor, uh, you know, which is really you're looking at safety and efficacy now to, you know, look and see can we not only treat the indication and treat the minus three or the minus seven or the minus 10 astigmatism uh, and looking at that safety profile as well as the effectiveness. So the Visimax is really the first and only laser in the U.S. that has both a 510K clearance because, remember, it does things like LASIK flaps and keratoplasty uh, and ICR tunnels for um, intacts, uh, but it also does smile procedure, which means it's been held up to a much higher uh, uh, yeah. safety profile than other lasers in the market. I mean, that's such a that's such a that's such a great point that Paul makes. And just for the for the the patients out there that might be listening to this podcast, um, you know, this this femtosecond laser is is the first laser that actually treats the cornea. And actually, not it's not it's not just a a, a very high precision scalpel as some of the previous lasers you could consider this is actually affecting a treatment and and that's why it's 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 held to a much much higher standard with regard to the fda um and to some degree probably why it's taken a bit longer um for us to get this clearance but rest assured there is that very very high bar that has been that has been crossed here and so we're very excited about it super rex thanks for commenting on that um so we know that the feedback in europe's been uh super positive um What's it like been um, on both your levels? This is a question for both Paul and Rex. Uh, both feedback from the patient level and feedback from the industry. What's uh, what, what's everyone saying? Uh, just from my perspective as the, as the surgeon, just absolutely delighted with with the patients. Uh, 
you know, response to this procedure. You know, whenever you start out with a new procedure as a as a surgeon, you know, you, you're 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 somewhat cautious, and because you really don't know what to expect, you've seen all the presentations and all that, but in your hands, you don't really know yet. And so, I was just delighted right out of the gate with this procedure as to the patient's comfort level with the procedure, um, their impressions on post-op day one. Uh, I did a number of patients actually with LASIK on one eye and smile on the other because of astigmatism issues that I couldn't treat with smile. And those patients universally said they would have preferred to have smile in both eyes. And I you know, would quiz them as to why that would be. And, and to a person, they said that the smile eye felt like nothing had been done on day one which is truly remarkable when you consider the, the magnitude of what we're doing for these patients. Um, from, a, from a surgeon's standpoint, the, the procedure is relatively straightforward. I, um, it is best, I would say, to perform a number of LASIK flap procedures uh, with the Visimax prior to embarking on smile surgery to see you kind of learn how the system works. It's uh, you know, somewhat different than the other femtosecond lasers in a very, very good way. Um, the comfort level for the patient is remarkable. Uh, cosmetically, the eye looks as if nothing has been done on day one because this laser does not touch the white part of the eye, which has the vessels. You know, and if we touch that area, sometimes we get a little hemorrhage and the eye's red. Here, we're not even going near that area, so we're just touching the cornea. So cosmetically, the eye looks pristine on, on post-op day one. So it's, it's a pretty incredible machine and procedure altogether. Thanks, Rex. Paul, um, you get around the country quite a bit and talk to a lot of surgeons. Overall, what's the general feedback from the surgeons that you speak to at your, the conferences you're at? I think most are amazed simply because their experience on the Visimax laser is very different uh, from what they've come to expect. I mean, I would venture to say that the majority of refractive surgeons that we work with are not new to femtosecond technology. So, they're either purely refractive or they're refractive cataract and they've used femtosecond in the past for LASIK flaps or they've used it in their cataract uh, procedures for femtosecond cataract. So they have a, a reference, uh, a point of reference when it comes to what the patient experience is like underneath a femtosecond laser. And really what we've heard in terms of feedback is that they're really excited about the technology, but, you know, just amazed at how comfortable the procedure is for the patient and that overall patient experience. So they they have to change uh, the entire discussion that they have with the patient. Most of them actually catch themselves in surgery, and I've been with some who during surgery, you know, tell the patient when they're docking the system, okay, just breathe, you know, this is going to, you're going to feel a lot of pressure and they catch themselves and they're like, what, what am I saying? Actually, you're not going to feel any pressure. It's, you know, very gentle. It's a very light touch experience. So across the country, we've seen that uh, play out in many operating rooms with surgeons. And it translates to that patient experience. So the less, uh, you know, pressure, the less uh, concern that the patient has, the more likely they are to enjoy the overall experience. And we know for the millennial generation especially, it's about the experience. So it's not just the visual outcome, but it's the process and the experience of what it was like to get there. And I really think that the SMILE procedure helps make that experience more of an enjoyable experience that they 
you know, look back on it and say, yes, I would go back and do that again if I needed to. I want to I want to just jump in real quick, Mike, and underscore sure, what, sure what Paul just said from the surgeon perspective, because I, you know, I think a, a lot of us who've done refractive surgery for years, you know, LASIK is is really really straightforward from a surgeon's perspective, and it's very very safe. And I think we we lose touch with the patient experience and the fact that, as Paul mentioned, that the, the journey matters, especially to the the millennial generation. And, and I think a lot of patients' fear is, is part of their trepidation with moving forward with refractive surgery. And, and it's the procedure itself. You know, there's, a, there's an odor associated with the eczema laser. There's the sound of the laser. Um, here with smile, there's no sounds. There's no smell. It's gentle. And, and that's one of the most remarkable aspects uh, from my perspective in terms of moving into this new procedure is how gentle and how comfortable the overall experience is. And I think that's an area that's going to help us enormously reach more patients um, to, you know, really affect their lives in a, in a really positive way. Well, considering that this is such a gentle procedure, um, combined with the fact that there's a new emphasis for, you know, refractive surgery practices to kind of diversify their procedure offerings and improve the patient experience, I think Smile's a great um, asset for a practice that's looking to... Um, become more diverse. Um, I'd like to thank everyone today, Paul and Rex, for being on the podcast. Um, you've provided some excellent insight into a very exciting new procedure. Um, thank you both for coming, and I hope to see you both at American Academy of Ophthalmology. Thanks, Michael, for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, great. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. For more information in regards to future podcasts or services discussed, please visit www.glacial.com or call us at 207-878-5900.